Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Today, I pick the brains of a man with over 30 years' experience in the nursery business. Once a butcher, now the head of Hardy's Cottage Garden Plants. It's Rob Hardy. My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast. And thanks also to Charlie Jones, my producer. Goodness, what a scorcher it was last weekend. Uh, I mentioned uh, Amalantia uh, last week in the programme. <laughs> well, mine, they were in bud, came out full and the petals had fallen in four days. We usually have two or three weeks beauty from them. Uh, but with the cooler temperatures now, uh, uh, flowering cherries and ornamental crabs, they should last a little longer with luck. But boy, that warm weather really hit the garden centres. I mean, they were packed out with people buying plants. I understand Wyvale, for example, were 42% up in their plant sales last weekend. So a lot of you must be out there cutting the grass, tickling up the borders and replanting the containers ready for a marvellous summer. You know, Certainly when, the, when I visited centres in both um, uh, Reading uh, and in Essex, they were absolutely buzzing. So make sure those plants are kept well watered if uh, you're on light, dry land. When it comes to news, there's almost too much happening in the horticultural world. A fire at the new Gardman warehouse. Uh, Gardman are a wholesale distributor getting uh, all kinds of garden equipment and kit to garden centres. Uh, and they are one of the main suppliers of, of bamboo canes. And, of course, the whole lot went in the fire. Uh, I've heard that uh, 12 containers have just arrived from China, so there will be some deliveries. But, quite honestly, if you're thinking of buying canes for your runner beans or your tomatoes or whatever, and you see some at the local garden centre, uh, I would buy them. They could be short before the season is out. And another fire, too, at... Uh, the Strikes Garden Centre at Stokesley in North Yorkshire. The garden centre burnt out completely. I don't know what's set that going, but I worked on that, the design of that centre, uh, and remember very well a fellow called Jack Schneider, president of the Garden Centres of America, opening it back in the 70s, uh, and a number of the staff that I worked with then are still on site, so... uh, You know, my heart goes out to them. It's really tough when you've worked to get everything ready for the spring season and then see the whole thing destroyed by fire. Hopefully they'll soon be up and running again. And there's news too of a whole chain of garden centres, home and garden, going into administration. And one of our major rose growers, 
Chasms in beds, they've gone into administration too. You know, with the two cold, snowy weekends in March, trading has been hit. And of course, uh, the world is very competitive these days. And it's uh, too easy to uh, get into difficulty. But at last, the weather has turned warm. uh, And now we need to really crack on. Uh, The hedges seem to go green overnight when we had those really high temperatures a week or so ago. And three uh, little amelanchia trees in my back garden. Boy, they are a sight. Absolutely full of white flowers with the young copper foliage coming out. They're a real picture. And of course, with the topsoil drying, I could get cracking, sowing, peas and parsnips, beetroot, oh, and the whitloof chicory, that needs to be sown in April, all of the salads. But you need to keep your eye open once the weather warms. You know, some of our garden pests can be uh, on the move. Uh, And I noticed a number of scarlet lily beetles. They usually go to the snake's head fritillary first, and I caught several in the last few days. Every one of those you can catch cup your hand well underneath because as soon as the plant moves they drop to the ground and whilst they might be scarlet on the top they're black underneath and very difficult to spot and so if you can just cup your hand put the stem between the second and third finger uh, and then you can get them and pinch those little devils the slug population too is pretty high and have you noticed that if there's a black plastic pot standing on soil if you lift it up invariably there's a slug or two underneath and that's a good way to trap them if you put a cabbage leaf on the ground uh, that works much the same way if you're going to use uh, slug pellets then why not put a few under a tile because that acts like the bottom of the black plastic pot you know it's dark and damp but not too damp that the pellets disintegrate And of course the slugs going under the tile into the dark in the daytime uh, find the pellets and that... uh Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Reduces the numbers. <laughs> Now, over the years, I've visited a lot of flower shows and one of the smiling faces I look out for is Rob Hardy of Hardy's Cottage Garden Plants. Now, Rob, you're already on the road, aren't you, with your floral displays? Yes, we've just done our first one at uh, the uh, the inaugural uh, flower show Ascot, at the Ascot Race Course, which we did last Friday, Saturday and Sunday. A pretty stunning venue, wasn't it, 
goodness, I hadn't been to Ascot before, but when you get to the gates and see that grandstand, I mean, it's a fantastic venue, isn't it? It is indeed. It was uh, rebuilt 11 years ago. And, um, yeah, the facilities there and the whole, the whole site is absolutely brilliant. As, as the makings of a really good show, I think. Yeah, the potential is there. Um, the weather could have been a little bit better on a couple of days, but, uh, yeah, um, the potential is there, definitely. Yeah. Now, Rob, this is the 30th anniversary, I think, isn't it, for Hardy's Cottage Garden Plants? Can it you take is, us back? Yeah, Rosie, Rosie, my wife, is uh, the plant woman. Um, she actually went to Riddle College, which I'm sure you know very well, <laughs> back in the early 80s, and she studied commercial vegetable growing. And her thesis for HND in the final of the year, 10,000-word thesis, was rhubarb. Really? And she got one of the two prizes that year. So uh, she's the, uh, the horticulturalist. And what happened was in 1988, uh, we lived at Camberley, and we were clearing out the garage. Rosie worked at a farm shop at the time. And she went to the car boot sale. And while she was there, she saw plants being sold. And it was at Ascot Racecourse 30 years ago in their car park. That's amazing. And so she went back um, the following week selling plants. And let's say 30 years on there, we are doing the flower show at the Ascot Course itself. What a remarkable coincidence. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't realised that. Yes, yeah. your origins... Yep. And then a big flash on the site. Yep. Yeah. You know, the conversion from selling a few plants, uh, you know, sort of farm shop style, to what you do now is really quite remarkable, isn't it? I mean, you've well, got to... Well, was, I was... Rose is a horticulturalist, but I'm the commercial side of it. Um, I was a meat manager for Sainsbury's and Waitrose and people like that, so I'd had the selling background and so on. And my view was that we need to get a business big enough so that we could just actually go and enjoy it as well. So we leave people here at the nursery. We employ uh, nine permanent staff, six full-time, three part-time, um, which allows us to go and do other things as well. So we had to put the effort in early on to make sure we became large enough to be able to do that. So how many shows a year would you actually go to do you know in the early days we used to do 40 50 maybe 60 shows a year we used to do all the agricultural shows around the country royal highland royal norfolk royal cornwall royal welsh all the big flower shows like that and then obviously um hampton court when it started we did that one with that's 29 years this year we've been going there gardeners world live tatton park we did till this year uh, it's a little bit too far for us to go now uh, harrogate we're there next week for about the 26th year, 27th year. So, yeah, I go all over the place. I mean, that's quite gruelling, isn't it? Uh, um, my background, of course, in the 60s and 70s, we did 40 shows a year from Brighton to Newcastle to actually grow the stuff, stage it, and be on the uh, stand behind the ropes. I mean, they're pretty long, gruelling days, aren't they? They are indeed, but it's, it's like horticulture. If you enjoy it, you just do it. Um, and the thing is, I love being at the shows talking to people because they come to see me because of what they see on the displays. And it's one of the easiest ways to get talking to people is about gardening. It is, you know, having been a butcher and so on, then coming into horticulture. Um, the reaction people get from seeing a display, and it could be one of Rose's displays at Chelsea where she'd put a new combination together of plant material, and it just wows them. And then you just get chatting to them, and uh, that's why, that's the bit I love. Yeah. 
Well, it's a very good combination too, isn't it? If you've got a, a really good horticulturist alongside a business brain, that's the perfect partnership. Yeah, I think so, because um, what you tend to find a lot of specialist nurseries, they love growing the plants, but they like to grow the plants that they always like, which is nice, but you've still got to make a living out of it. <laughs> you have so, indeed. So yeah. therefore, I bring into question, why are we growing that? Why can't we grow more than the ones we can sell? So there is a balance then between the commerciality of it and uh, the range of plant material. But having said that, we grow nearly over 1,200 varieties of perennials, and they're peat-free as well. So, Yes, I was going to come on to that. All of your plants, sort of pot and container grown, yep. uh, are in a Melcourt uh, peat-free compost, aren't they? They are indeed. Um, we looked at it about five years ago, and we did some trials, and then we, we started full-time on it three years ago, and it's been absolutely brilliant. One of the best things for us is because we grow outdoors, one of the biggest problems you get is during the winter. And one of the things we tend to find was that peat would hold too much moisture during the winter. And when you got the cold spells, it'd be just like little solid ice cubes and we'd lose a lot of stock. With the Melcourt, that is bark-based, it tends to drain really well. And because of that, we don't get so many losses during the winter. Um, so that's worked very well. And people get a little bit worried about watering, but if you, you just water a little bit less, a bit more, but less often, a bit more often, but less water at a time. And the other thing that happens is the plants will then work harder and put better root systems down to survive anyway, so they become tougher. Yeah. So you're very happy with that, do you? Oh, very much so. We we don't change the mix for any of our perennials, whether it's moisture-loving ones or dry-loving ones. They can all cope with it quite happily. And then will you use slow-release fertilizer? Yeah, because... we use uh, slow-release fertilizer with low nitrogen one. Uh, high potassium and potash one so that obviously we get a better root system better flowering system we don't want loads of lush growth we want a good solid root system and uh, that's what we tend to go for you know as i sit here thinking about uh, hardy scotty garden plants uh, you mentioned hampton court uh, i remember the flower borders that you staged there with the thatched cottage yep i mean you did some fantastic flower gardens there didn't you we were very lucky actually um it goes back to 2000 we were approached by the organization that did the big pavilion and the one we came in on was the four seasons so they did the spring summer autumn and winter garden with four separate designers and rosie was asked to do the one around the, the cottage itself and we had a fabulous time we did seven of those in eight years but most of those gardens were 500 square meters, which is over twice the size of a Chelsea garden. You still had only three weeks to put it together. And you were work, working around uh, the construction company were building a, a copy of the cottage. And then we had to go and build the one inside the marquee as well, uh, the, the nursery exhibit. So for five weeks of the year, we just lived at Hampton Court, which was absolutely fabulous. Uh, we had some great times there. And, and what's the journey time? You're in Hampshire, aren't you? Uh, yeah, well, we stayed on site. We had accommodation. But it's about an hour and, hour and quarter from here to Hampton Court. Because that is what I find the testing thing today, getting to flower shows, you know, actually driving to them with the way the motorways are, yeah. finding somewhere to park, uh, um, you know, actually getting onto site is really quite demanding you have to work with the organization's concern it's like with chelsea uh i've got a, a great kiwi guy called neil 
who's been with me 27 years this year. And he must be nocturnal because he's from New Zealand, but we know that we have to get into Chelsea, get a load off and get back out again. So what he will do is make sure he's on the gate at half past six in the morning, every morning going up to Chelsea. So he's one of the first into the showground. So we work to the system they've got. We have to go park up, queue up, get registered to go into the showground. But we're normally in the showground within the first half hour, offloaded within an hour, hour and a half, and he's away again, ready to go and get the next load. So a lot of these places, if you work with them, you can work work with the system, then you can find a way of getting through it. It's when you just turn up and expect everybody to just drop things for you. That doesn't happen. Um, There's too many vehicles now. Well, Uh, I think there's 3,000 vehicle movements go through the one gate at Chelsea every day. And this year... We can only approach from the west, I understand. Oh, I don't know uh, about that. I haven't found that one out yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you're all right because you come from the west. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, um, we Essex boys are going to have to uh, do a U-turn Do a somewhere. U-turn down the yeah. back. Yeah, I didn't realise that. I haven't found that one out yet. I can understand why, though. Uh, the embankment there, it is really dangerous with the traffic going through and all the cycle lanes and everything else like that. Now. Yeah, and they've got it's the road up, I think. I think that's the problem. There's, there's some building or repair work or something going All right. on, on that road. I, yeah. I shall look forward to seeing that one. We have, we're in a situation where we get to what we need to know because next week I'm off to Harrogate. Uh, two weeks after that, we're off to Malvern. And then five weeks yesterday is Chelsea. So all I know is at 8 o'clock on the Monday at Chelsea, I've got to be ready for judging. Everything <laughs> else, you know, we just as we get nearer, then we work out the logistics accordingly. Oh, well, I'm having sleepless nights worrying about having enough stuff or having too much stuff. Right, the good news about that one is I never panic because it always works out right on the day. It's Rosie who suffers the pressure uh, because we're on our 27th year this year and she's already got 22 gold medals. But the pressure each year, I get uh, comments made to me if I start mentioning how long it is and so on. But you try and go, it's like going to, I've just been through the show tunnels this morning. And you try and encourage our nursery manager, Hillary, and Rosie have worked together for the last 25 years. And they have an amazing understanding of all the plants that they grow, where they need to go outside or come back inside. Will this one make it? Will that one make it? And we're also supplying a couple of gardens at Chelsea as well. So you've also got the pressure of that as well. But And a couple of weeks ago, you think, this is not going to work at all. Then suddenly, as soon as you get the light levels and things start to pick up, Things change very, very quickly. And it's holding your nerve and having the confidence in your ability that you've done for the last 25 years, 26 years, that it's going to work. <laughs> well, I certainly keep my fingers crossed for both of us. But what new plants have you got to bring forward then, uh, Robert? We've actually got uh, three varieties this year. We've just added another one quite recently. Uh, the first one is a Galadia called Apricot Honey, which... It's a beautiful apricot colour, soft colour. It goes to about two feet tall and it reblooms. So it'll start late May time, go right the way through the summer as long as you keep deadheading it. And it's one that Rosie's actually produced. We produced one about 15 years ago called Oranges and Lemons, or in this country it was called, uh, let me think, um, St. Clements because Oranges and Lemons. But it went over to America. It was a big hit in America. We had to call it Oranges and Lemons over there because they couldn't understand the St. Clements bit. <laughs> and it sold really, really well. They've, uh, they've got a slightly better climate in some places. But this one has grown really well. We've trialed it for the last two years, and it looks really good. 
We've then got a pulmonium from um, another nursery come to us, Dunmore Nursery up north. And it's a beautiful variegated one with a purple tinge to it when it first comes through. And it has the normal blue flower in it. But the foliage looks stunning in the spring. And then it goes more golden, bronzy color in the summer with the blue flowers on, perfectly blue flowers on the top. And what's that uh, going to be called? Uh, that one is going to be called Kaleidoscope. Right. Which sums it all up nicely. And the other one we've got is a, it's a fourth color in the series of Love and Wishes series of Salvias. And this one's called Kisses and Wishes. And it's a lipstick pink color. They've already got a red, purple, um, a fairly dark red, but this is a lipstick pink color. Um, goes to about two feet tall and again it flowers all through the summer just by uh, deadheading and so on I mean I've, I've got Little Kiss at home right? and that's just started to flower oh quite uh, that early well uh, I've been pushing it you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. but the Kisses and Wishes one we thought was quite appropriate this year would have been our 30th wedding anniversary the week after Chelsea as well uh, uh, well, I always knew you were a real romantic. Well, that's Rob. right. That's right. <laughs> I can't wait till I see Ross. <laughs> yeah. And can you give us one or two others? I, I mean, there were, there were some um, galia that uh, Ross bred, wasn't there, that uh, have become very popular? Um, well, we've done, we've launched many plants over the years for different people. Um, one of the biggest things we've launched since 2010 was the GMs. Um, they weren't bred by us, but they're uh, bred down in Sussex, one of them was, called Totally Tangerine. And that's become, it's the longest flowering plant we have on the nursery. We launched it in 2010, starts flowering in April, still flowering in September, October, three to four feet high, and just keeps re-blooming all the time. And then we had another one two years ago, which we got runner-up for Chelsea Plant of the Year. Um, and that was called Scarlet Tempest, bred by Liz McGregor up in Scotland. And again, it's already coming to flower now, even though it was under snow three weeks ago, they're already starting to flower outside. And again, that will go to about two feet high, scarlet brick colour, and it will flower out through till September, just keep deadheading it. The other plant that Rosie is known for is the, um, the Gowris. Sorry, Gowris. Uh, the That's, first one yeah. she came up with was uh, Rosie Jane, which is her name, Rosie, and then Jane is the second name. And it's a pink outer and a white inner. It just looks like a pickety one. And that was launched about 10 years ago, and it's uh, available worldwide. And she's had another one follow-on from that, a variegated version of it as well. So, yeah, we've, we, we think we've launched over 100 plants over the last uh, 20, 25 years. Uh, Chelsea and other shows as well. What? Not only our own varieties, but from other breeders. Uh, so we can help promote them, because one of the things we tend to find is that uh, a lot of the big growers can't get to the public they go straight through garden centers so what they do is they offer the plants to us to be able to launch at chelsea so we can get the uh, press publicity and the tv publicity and then obviously it helps them in their marketing at the garden centers yeah you know because it takes time doesn't it for names it does. To, yeah. it's getting the word around of just yeah. how good they are as well yeah rob i look forward to seeing you at chelsea if not before keep my fingers crossed for both of us uh, and let's yes. hope we have a really good season just keep the faith keep the faith <laughs> thanks rob cheers thank you what's on well as uh, rob mentioned it's the harrogate spring show uh, that's from the 26th to the 29th and if you're going up to harrogate great show i like to see the alpines up there 
perfect time of the year for alpines. Uh, look out for Rob and say hello. Uh, but if that's too far for you, down in the southwest for the 26th and 29th, Toby Buckland has his garden festival at Powderham Castle. As I say, that's near Exeter. And from the 27th to the 29th. Now, as my little tailpiece this week, uh, I just wanted to recount uh, an exchange between my brother uh, and a fellow walking his dog. My brother on his bike, uh, riding through the bridleways to uh, visit the local residential home, sees people walking dogs every day and, you know, passes the time of day and got into conversation with this uh, gentleman of similar age, you know, both of them in their early 80s. And this chap... uh, asked what the name was and my brother Robert said Seabrook obviously and he said oh my grandfather used to work for the Seabrooks not our family I hasten to admit but in our locality uh, there was a really big fruit going nursery company called Seabrooks and apparently this fellow's grandfather worked for them and he was explaining that when he was courting he and his fiancée used to go on a Sunday to visit uh, her grandfather and they'd be ushered into the front room, as was the way in the 50s, you know, they'd be offered a glass of uh, homemade wine. He said on one occasion, uh, he he came out, he could hardly walk. You know, that country homemade wine could be quite strong. But the whole nub of the story was that this fellow working for uh, the Seabrook farm at Christmas would be given a brace of pheasants and six mangles. Well, now, I'm not sure what most of us would think about having a brace of pheasants because uh, plucking them when they're cold with all the feathers on is a bit of a game. And then the six mangles. I can hear you saying, what's mangle? When I told my daughter this story, she said, is that something you dried the clothes with? Uh, no, mangles are, are a really big sort of root vegetable that we uh, used to grow on farms to feed cattle and horses through the winter. Uh, and I said to my brother, Six mangles? That wasn't much of a Christmas gift. What did they want those for? And he said, they used them to make wine. Well, can you imagine, if you're a farm worker today, with acres and acres of mangles, and the farmer gave you six as a Christmas gift, you'd be looking down your nose a bit. Yeah, those were the days. Mangle wine and a brace of pheasants for Christmas. Thanks again to our sponsor, Sutton Seeds of Torquay. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.